This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth planners and investment managers who offer unwavering support in challenging times. Visit CanDoWealth.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the spectators daily and sometimes more than daily and this might not be the last of today's podcasts. I'm Isabel Harbin. I'm joined on the roof of Parliament, so you can tell things are serious, by James Forsyth and Katie Balls. Now, Suella Braverman has been sacked as Home Secretary. Uh, a replacement is on their way. James, just get us up to speed about why she's gone. So Suella Braverman has technically gone over sending a written ministerial statement to a Tory MP and CCing in somebody who she didn't mean to CC in, who has shopped her for the offence. You're not meant to send these documents out beforehand, and so she's had to resign. The real reason she has gone is a tension between Suella Bravman and Number 10 over immigration. We saw this in the interview with Fraser Nelson at a Tory conference, when Suella Bravman said she didn't like the idea of liberalising visa rules for Indians as part of a trade deal. The Indian government took exception to that. This row is over the OBR. Uh, Liz Truss wanted to tell the OBR to score a much more liberal immigration policy on the grounds that that would boost growth and therefore make this black hole, which the government is struggling to deal with, slightly smaller. So Ella Bromman said, hang on a second, that, she didn't mean that was complicit. That was in line with the spirit of the 2019 manifesto, which talked about reducing immigration numbers overall. And that is why she has gone. I think the big question now is this, is... When Liz Truss, as Katie writes in the in, in the politics column in this week's magazine, Liz Truss, throughout the Tory, the parliamentary stage of the Tory leadership contest, urged the right to unite behind her, and Suella Braverman backing her, but which is why she is home, why she was Home Secretary, was a big part of that. The question now is, how do the right of the party take the departure of Suella Braverman from government, especially given that whatever the talk about email policy and all that is. The real reason, the fundamental reason, is that Liz Truss wants to massively liberalise immigration policy to try and boost growth. Katie, how bad is this for the Prime Minister? She lost her Chancellor last week. Just a few days later, she's lost her Home Secretary. Well, it just adds to the sense that the wheels are falling off the government. Um, Now, of course, it feels as though Silver has technically broken a code and has therefore resigned, but yet there's been so much uh, friction between Sibella Braveman and Downing Street on immigration. The fact that the document in question, we believe, was uh, related to what relaxing immigration would do in terms of growth, which relates to the OBR forecast, means that you have a situation whereby I think lots of people reading this as Sibella Braveman wanted to go or at least was concerned about the direction of the government. She as much as lays it out in her resignation letter and this was an opportunity to do so and I think if you're looking at the resignation letter I mean first of she says that she does have concerns about the direction of the government um, on net migration but I think there's also what I think could be read as a thinly veiled reference to Liz Truss's position where Sue Ella Braverman talks about her decision to go and she says pretending we haven't made mistakes carrying on as if everyone can't see that we have made them and hoping things will magically come right is not serious politics I have made a mistake I accept responsibility now Sitting in Parliament, there's lots of people saying, are we now in resignation watch? Will more follow? I think people are talking about figures such as Kemi Badenoch, Kit Malthouse. So far, the suggestions are from those people that they are not about to resign. But of course, you never know. But I think the fact that there is just so much uncertainty is just 
adding to this sense of does Liz Truss have control of her government? And you had a Prime Minister's Questions appearance earlier, which I think in terms of Liz Truss's position and all the problems she had was fairly good for Liz Truss. It didn't make things worse. I think that's where Liz Truss needs to be at the moment. That's success these days. <laughs> that is <it's> success. <laughs> and it didn't make things worse. Um, but now we have this along with a, a fracking vote later, but there's the, so there's going to be a rebellion that the government said is a confidence issue. So we've gone from a, a period, I think, around lunchtime, early afternoon, and it almost seemed as a, a slight relative, of course, calm compared to some of the fewer briefings to so going right back into that. Um, and even if no one else follows through other briefings, we now have a situation whereby... Um, one of, uh, you know, Liz Truss's former leadership rivals, someone who has support on the right of the party, is now on the back benches. Now, I think you're talking about how MPs might try and oust Liz Truss. There's lots of talk about MP-only votes and not going to the membership. That would disadvantage Sue Braverman. And there are some uh, ministers, former ministers, who are sceptical she would have enough MP support to hit three figures. Um, obviously, you never quite know. So I don't think it's almost having your biggest opponent out there, but it clearly um, is going to raise some concerns from the right of the party. It's interesting that Steve Baker, who is obviously a, a junior minister in this government and a former, you know, ERG along with Suada Braverman, has you know gone on the airwaves and is is urging for calm and saying he hopes Suada Braverman can you know join again in the new year. And that suggests that for now, at least on the right, there's still an effort amongst them to try and calm the situation down, as opposed to say it's all going to fall apart. I think it is sometimes worth detaching ourselves from the current maelstrom and trying to go up to 50,000 feet to look down on the situation. And it is actually remarkable what has happened today. Katie is completely right that Liz Truss got through PMQs about worsening her position, which was an achievement. But she did that by suspending one of her most important aides in Downing Street, Jason Stein, because there was going to be a hostile question about him. Normally, someone of his seniority being suspended from Downing Street would run as a political story for days and days and days. Then we've had the Home Secretary resigning. Again, normally something that would run for days and days and days and, and shape our view of politics. And tonight we have a vote where Chris Gibmore, who has been appointed as the um, net zero, head of Liz Truss's net zero review, talk that he would come into cabinet when Alok Sharma steps down as COP president. He is saying... I can't vote for fracking tonight. I'm perfectly prepared to have the whip taken away from me. You've had other um, MPs such as Angela Richardson making similar threats. We are, we are in truly remarkable times. And, and, and also, uh, as, you, as you have both said, you know, this is a government. You know, there are three great officers of state, you know, the Treasury, the Home Office and the Foreign Office. Two of the three of those have gone already. And that, that is absolutely remarkable. And we've just had in the last few minutes confirmation that Grant Shapps is the new Home Secretary, which is unusual given he was saying that Liz Truss had just 10 days to get her leadership together, and that was more than 10 days ago. And he was running around the Tory party conference uh, with a spreadsheet of who was likely to rebel against her leadership as Prime Minister. Katie, who is he answering to? Is it Liz Truss or is it Jeremy Hunt? Well, I think if you're looking at who's more likely political allies, it's Jeremy Hunt. And also, I think Grant Shapps is known as an operator and he'll go where the power is. Ultimately, I think there's two ways of looking at it. Obviously, the government looks very unstable right now. As James says, you've had the two great officers of state. There's also a point which is Grant Shapps was causing Liz Truss a lot of problems on the outside. So by bringing him in, do you now have a situation where someone who, as you say, was an organiser, who was seen as almost in cahoots with Michael Gove, going around the spreadsheet, uh, t- was talking about ways to... Um, you know, was arguing for skipping out the membership if you were going to get a leader. 
does that help at all or is Grant Shapp seeing a very unstable situation and thinking better to be on the inside and then you have an even more important role when you're trying to work out what to do next um so I think only time will tell on that front it definitely feels very shaky right now um I think Grant Shapp's appointment just like Jeremy Hunt's it appeals to one part of the party but then as a result it pushes away the other part and the calculation in Downing Street has been effectively that um, at least I think you can see it with Jeremy Hunt's appointment the left of the party is currently a bigger problem for Liz Truss than the right of the party their view is where does the right go if you're trying to move and uh, and ultimately I think the gamble well it's not even a gamble something almost they have to take is uh, this hope that MPs won't move until they have got around one candidate I still think things can get so bad that MPs just do something and worry about the rest later as we saw with Boris Johnson but therefore it's easier for the left to get behind a candidate and now I think we're going to see even more of that theory is the correct one because there's more for the left of the party to get behind right now than the right. Now James you were lurking in the committee corridor as Tory MPs filed in and out of the 1922 committee meeting this evening which had Jeremy Hunt addressing it. How did that go? Well I, I think to Katie's point the left of the party clearly feel empowered. There are various senior figures on the left of the party coming out into the corridor basically saying I will happily praise Jeremy Hunt, but don't ask me about the Prime Minister. Uh, and I think that is a, a sign of uh, the times. I think on the Grant Shapps appointment, I mean, there are times when bringing in someone who has been a critic of yours looks like a sign of strength. It looks like you are, you are, you are pulling people into the tent, you are, you are expanding your reach. Uh, I don't think this looks like it, because Grant Shapps was not a critic of uh, the trust government on a, one particular policy, he was, as Katie said, running around with a spreadsheet, trying to, um, I, I think he wasn't very subtle about this at conference, basically making quite clear that he was prepared to see the Prime Minister changed. And I think that for her to bring him in now, not in, into a great office of state, is a remarkable sign of where the balance of power lies between her and her parliamentary party. Thank you, James. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for listening. <laughs>